All right. Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. Welcome back in. Hour number two of your daily dose of reality radio, the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Flora, Mississippi. Uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. You can give them a call, 601-939-1060, or you can just swing by and check them out. Your check engine light on, they got you. You need a water pump, brakes, any other general auto repair, they got you. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinion, rear ends, transfer cases, and all that stuff. Uh, we see it more and more and more. Uh, you know, when you still use cars for a living, <clears throat> you see your cars, you see cars with problems. And uh, ring and pinion is way more widespread than you would think. You know, of course, we get that kind of stuff taken care of over there uh, where I work. But look, if your ring and pinion is giving you issues, your differential, your axles, any of that stuff, get over there to A1 Gear and Auto. And so many people, they buy these new vehicles, they jack them up, especially Jeeps. They get them, they put the lift kits on them, put the big wheels and tires. And they don't know that you need to up- upgrade your ring and pinion also to offset the difference in the wheel and tire size from the factory. You also need to update your brakes, too, if you're out there riding around these big rims. Those factory brakes, they're not made to stop cars with uh, 24s and 26-inch wheels or 22s even. So get out there to A1 Gear and Auto. Let them check it out, tell you what you need. They can do it all. The only thing they don't mess with is diesel engine repair. But anything else, they got you. A1 Gear and Auto, Highway 49 South in Florence. Uh, Justin and his team doing good work over there. All right. In the studio this morning, I have Miss Linda McCoy with me, and she reached out a few weeks ago or last week sometime and was like, would you be interested in talking about Mississippi's 100% garnishment law? And I was like, yes. I, well, first, I, say, I think I said, are you for or against it? She's like, I'm against it. I was like, okay, me too. Otherwise, we're going to be arguing for an hour. And uh, here we are. She's on the show with me. Let me put the microphone over there. That would help. Uh, she's on the show with me this morning, and this is something we agree on, and it's it's funny you brought it up because I had just heard some rumblings that they may try to pass a bill this session about changing that. And uh, as as somebody who's owed the state income tax folks money, I, I said it in the first sec, my first hour this morning. What they need to do, well, I was like, you know, hopefully they'll get it where it's the twenty five percent. But then I frankly I just said because I think taxation is theft, mm-hmm. they need to just abolish it altogether and uh forgive anybody that currently owes money but we know that won't happen that's a pipe dream but uh, i can i can wish i can hope i can dream absolutely all right so miss mccoy welcome to the show uh introduce yourself let folks know who you are what you do and all that fun stuff first of all my name is linda mccoy and um we recently started a an organization called the mississippi tax movement and you can um google it and leave me any messages there. The Mississippi Tax Movement? Yes. Okay. And our main purpose was to get Mississippi Code 27-745 repealed. This is a state law uh, which has been in existence since 1932, by the way. So this is 90 years old. You can tell this very uh, archaic at this point. But what it does is it mandates that public employees will not receive any wages if they owe state income taxes. Let me ask you about that. I was reading that last night. Mm-hmm. Public employees, is that what, is, are we calling that state employees? We're calling them. Or in, city employees? State, city, county. 
state and any um, subsidiaries of the state. So we're talking about state, city, and county. What about people who are uh, employed privately? Are they not subject to the state? They are not subject to the 25% wage garnishment. Although there is another law which does give the tax commission uh, the authority, the discretion to tax everybody in Mississippi up to 100% if they so choose. But the state tax commission has said that they have never taxed a a non-public employee or private employee, as you call it, or even a federal employee because they uh, would be – uh, you can't do that to federal employees. Because I've heard stories about them coming in. Heck, I've had this conversation with them personally, but I've I've heard stories about them coming in and just taking everything in somebody's checking account. A, a friend of mine's brother-in-law or a stepbrother, uh, they came in a couple of years ago and just took $5,000 out of his checking account. Now, that's a little different. Um, um, uh, the, um, the law is such that, and there are a lot of cases, Fifth Circuit has a couple, where they defined uh, what's the difference between an attachment and um, your um, wages. And the idea is that you shouldn't attach your wages because that is what you live on from day to day. And you need that, you know, medical insurance, food. Um, But something that's sitting somewhere in a bank account or even a car that is more – I guess extra or something that they could attach. Yeah, I get it. So that's different gotcha. than a wages. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I guess that's, so we'll we'll set that aside, and I'll I'll try to stay on subject this morning. That's I just fine. I, I it just gets it just gets salt all in my crawl. Yeah, thinking about them taking money that. Yeah, you, you know I, I can go on and on. What's and on. interesting is that the employee, the public employee, which we're talking about, teachers, mm-hmm. police officers, primarily. Um, and and many others, of course, they will get a check that says pay to say John Butler zero point zero zero. They that's what their pay stub will say at the end of a wake well, uh, work period. Um, and what's interesting is that Mississippi is the only state with ha- which has a one hundred percent wage garnishment for any reason. There's no other state that has that. All other states enforce a 25% wage garnishment. Um, many of our people have actually left the state for that reason, or they've quit jobs, um, public employment, public jobs, in order to take um, jobs in the, either the federal or private sector. A lot of our police officers. Um, during the pandemic, the um, wage garnishment was in operation, even. Uh, Even while we were getting all this federal money from the government, of course, you know, that we hear so much about. Um, And so what our organization did, we tried to get a moratorium. Uh, We went to court and we tried to get a moratorium to stop it, at least during the pandemic, um, because we were, Mississippi lost over 2,000 nurses during the pandemic. (laughs) So, of course, the public employees include, include people at some of the major places like university hospital, state hospital, you know. So um, the court basically said that um, we didn't have standing because you had to actively be employed by a um, state facility and actively having 100% of your wages taken. Well, that's going to be hard to find because most people actually quit. 
And that's what we found out during that particular time. Oh, sure, sure. Uh-huh. If, if I got a paycheck at zero, mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. That's going to be my last. Exactly. My, that's my last day at, at, at the job. Uh, not not to turn this into a COVID vaccine uh, conversation right. today, but the nursing thing was also had more to do with. You know, a lot of nurses jump ship because they didn't want to get that COVID vaccine. Well, that was that was also there are a um, number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt like this had to be a reason as well, because sure. we had all these other reasons. So we definitely couldn't lose them because of a state imposed. Um, Don't make it working worse. poor. Sure. Because that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know it's 90 years old. So the rationale a, a century ago was obviously different than now we you know we're also tied to digital money and stuff now and our you know we have debit cards and credit cards you know can you imagine ex- most people live paycheck to paycheck right i, don't, I think that's a fair assessment they do um m- most people do not have 300 dollars in the bank that is correct i mean that's statistic like most people just don't they don't have it. It's, it is check to check and could you imagine having a bunch of uh, I, I call it being micro build to death, automatic withdrawals. You know, right. your Netflix, your this, it's ten dollars here, twenty dollars there. Your health insurance typically comes out on, or your car right. comes out on automatic withdrawal. Imagine expecting to get your paycheck, and you get zero, causes all those automatic withdrawals to bounce. Yes. So at thirty, let's say thirty five dollars a pop on a return check fee or whatever bounce, you know, overdraft fee is what I'm looking for. It could be thousand. It could be a thousand dollars. I mean, it, easily, a thousand dollars over a month. Yeah, Absolutely, because you can't stop them. You have to go stop. You have to report your debit card stolen if they're on your debit card. I'm just thinking of the trickle down effect of this. Oh, there's there's so, quite a bit of economic um, the problems that have been caused. We found that there are many people who file bankruptcy. So, you know, when you basically, I did some work looking at the. Um, at how much this cost to the state when somebody files bankruptcy, then there are a lot of other bills they don't have to pay either. So a lot of other stores, um, credit cards, belts, and all these other things, they're affected too, you know, because they're what we call unsecured loans. Okay, so those are discharged in bankruptcy too. Yeah. Um, but it's all because of the state tax commission. Now they do say that um, if you have an illness or for some other emergency, they will stop the 100% wage garnishment. But that's discretionary. And so we have found it, we've, we found that it does not include when somebody does not have food because, you know, we, we, we have all the documentation to prove this. Sure. Okay, we have found that it does not include when someone has children or if they are taking care of a disabled person. The state in their discretion, decides that a 100% waiver is not to be given. So these are, this, this law is very problematic. Um, f- since 2011, we've had uh, bills introduced in the legislature, and um, they're never discussed. They never make it out of committee. The legislators feel like it's not something that needs to be discussed. We have a bill that's there now, um, Representative Oscar Denton did it for us, and uh, it's Bill 76. Um, Representative Fred Shanks said he was going to do one, and um, Senator 
Melanie Sojourner from Natchez. She said she was going to do one as well, but I have not seen those just yet. Well, well, tr- trust me when I tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Fred Shanks and find out. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's my neighbor and friend. Okay. So we'll, we'll, uh, he's probably listening now. Shanks, text me. What are we doing? But uh, now let, let's take a break. When we come back, I, you know, I want to talk about this because this, I think this is something that transcends political lines and all that. It's not going to be a Democrat, Republican thing. We should all be very weary of our state or government being able to rob us of our money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that should be something that absolutely people always talk about crossing the aisle to get stuff done. This should, I see no reason why we shouldn't be able to cross the aisle and get something like this done. This, it's, this seems silly that it's even a thing to me. Very much so. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in the studio this morning by Linda McCoy, and we were discussing uh, Mississippi's 100% wage garnishment stuff. And tell me the name of your organization again. Mississippi Tax Movement. And the Mississippi Tax Movement. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kaika Flowood Studios. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Ellis Autoplex. You know it. You love it. Your boy works there. Come see me. I'm there every day from about 11 a.m., 11.30, somewhere in that neighborhood, till close. I was there till after 6 last night selling a truck. So come see me. We got a plethora. Don't get to use the word plethora too often. We have a plethora of F-150s available at our disposal as well as a couple cars and SUVs. You can shop us online at ellisautoplex.com, Rankin County's hometown dealership, located right there next to Boo's Smokehouse, or two do- two, door- two doors down from Boo's Smokehouse on the end of 471, right across the street from uh, Back Porch 471, all that stuff down there in Brandon. Uh, ellisautoplex.com, and as always, we're, we do way more than just sell cars. We buy them, too. So if you're looking to sell yours, don't. Don't put yourself through the frustrations that I put myself through trying to sell a car on Facebook Marketplace. You think your life is is heck. Try selling cars on Facebook Marketplace. It is a nightmare. Anyway, I can save you all that headache. Just bring it to me. LSAutoplex.com. Right, I'm joined in the studio this morning by Miss Linda McCoy. We're having a great conversation about, frankly, taxation being theft as far as I'm concerned, but about Mississippi's uh, archaic archaic law where they can take a hundred percent of public employees money and get a zero, a zero check. Absolutely. That's just, that's, that's diabolical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just absolutely evil. Um, so tell me, tell me the history of this. As I said before, this law uh, was passed by our legislators um, in 1932. And so since it was passed by the legis- legislators, then um, our legislators uh, will even will have to change it. Okay, there are other ways, but that involves the United States Supreme Court to yeah. question the constitutionality. Of I want to I want to say one thing here. Mm-hmm. So I've got this article pulled up that you sent me from Gulf Live, right? About it, <clears throat> and it's it's got a quote here. It's just it re it reads as bad as it sounds. Yes, and it says, as I understand, the idea behind. This is that if you were on the public payroll, you should pay taxes that support the government you work for. Absolutely. That's what Kathy Waterbury said. That she, uh, she's, she works for the Mississippi Department of Revenue. Mm-hmm. That is what she said. Yes. Yeah, and it's good that the federal government doesn't do the same thing. I guess we would really be in a mess. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Can yes. I get an amen? <laughs> Absolutely. But um, the law was made in 1932, like I said. And um, um, the next part of the history I couldn't find until 1993 when um, Tim Ford, who was then the Secretary of State at the legislature, he he needed more directions. He said, okay, so what do we do with this? How do we... How do we take 100% from uh, our, you know, our representatives because they are affected too? Um, so he wrote Mike Moore, um, Attorney General Mike Moore. So, uh, and this is in the archives of the state. So Mike Moore told him that um, you ought to treat the wages as if they were never paid, as if the employee never worked. You are not to take out child support payments, Social Security benefits, um, medical insurance for dependent care, um, um, state retirement benefits, um, uh, federal income tax, nothing. You're supposed to take all that money, and you're supposed to pay on the taxes. And so we had a real concern with that, you know, and we're hoping somebody from that Because then you end up owing that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how do you, for, I guess the question I have is how do you even end up as a state employee owing the state money? Shouldn't they be holding this out as they go anyway? I mean, I know at the end of the year when you write stuff off or file, whatever, but I mean, they should be holding out X amount as they go. Yes. So, I mean, so how do you even get to that? But as with all all um, taxation systems, uh, if you make too much money and at the end of the year you file your tax returns and that's when they see that you owe this. Um, and, you know, we advocate you have to pay your taxes. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. But it should not end up being a debtor's prison. So they could collect the state tax commission can also collect the taxes at 25 percent. We actually have a um, a um, a um, email from the Kansas um, Department of Revenue. And one of the things they said, okay, so let's take 25% because we know where they work. We, as the state, get public employees' money definitely before they get it. Um, and that, I think that's one of the reasons why they end up having 1% because it's easier to have access to their money versus a private or federal employee. But bottom line is, um, you know, that's what they could do in order to get their money rather than have these people file bankruptcy or leave. And that is more of an economic impact than to lose that 75 additional percent that you would get if, if you took 100 percent. Well, when you file bankruptcy, if you owe the state income tax, that gets paid back off the top. Not necessarily. Well, There's, 13 it does anyway. I'm not sure on okay. chapter 7, but a chapter yeah. 13, the first People that get their money is the state. You don't. You don't pay off none of the other debtors. To the state gets theirs. Okay, but if you if you do a chapter seven, and uh, we did look at all of that as well, you know, because um, attorney um, James McGee he has taken a lot of the state um, employees who um, uh, have filed bankruptcy. He he's got quite a few police officers and teachers. And uh, if you file a chapter seven, basically that means you don't have the money to pay back. Uh, then you get a discharge of state taxes as well. But there are some other language, but, you know, that's a whole nother. You probably have to get a lawyer to, to go into depth about that. 
Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So the history of it is it started back in, and you got some more statistics, right? Um, started yes, back in the 30s. I do. Yeah. So um, before I give you statistics, I just wanted to mention this. That in 2011, we approached the uh, peer review committee, which is the makes recommendations to the legislators. Um, and from my understanding, they're actually paid by tax dollars to make to do these investigations and make these recommendations. And actually, then state senator Cindy Hyde was on this um, committee that made these recommendations, and they said that the state needs to be more reasonable you know, come in line with the rest of the states and the nation by taking 25% to 100. You know, even to do that would give public employees a little leeway, the 25 to 100, but, you know, at no time is 100 acceptable. Wait, hold on. Explain. I, I'm mm-hmm. losing me a little bit here. Take it from 25% to 100%? Now, you may uh, go from 100% to 25%. You, she said, uh, or they said to put it a range. Not just a flat hundred percent, but gotcha. twenty five. A floor to and a ceiling. A hundred, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, so these are the statistics we've gathered so far, and uh, so what we do is we do public record requests, and of course we have to pay for them uh, because we cannot get them without paying to get these. But in two thousand and sixteen, uh, the Mississippi Department of Revenue. Uh, garnished public em- 6,519 public employees. In 2017, they garnished 100% um, of the a public employees' wages. There was there were 5,519. 5, in 18, it was 5,566. And 2019, it was 5,959 people ridiculous shouldn't be one absolutely what was the number in 2020 did you have that one i don't have those numbers right offhand that's when Um, things really mm -hmm. got wonky i'd be very interested to see what happened during covid because big picture like um so federal government wise i know that if people that owe the rs money they didn't get checks you know that money just that they're they're american relief money or whatever right uh, whatever it was called. Anyway, it just went to paying off their debt. It was just ridiculous. I mean, they just they held people hostage. We do know that it continued throughout the pandemic, you know, because, um, you know, many, most of the other states, like you said, they gave everybody a reprieve because they knew everybody was going through a rough time. Mississippi um, did not. And I, I've been to more than one political little function where these legislators are speaking and stuff. And they and they love to boast about how much money Mississippi has in the coffers. Yes. And then you think about, and it, I mean, I'm a conservative, and there's things that I don't agree with, and that that's one of them. I, this, like you're robbing people, in my opinion. Again, yes. taxation is theft, in my opinion. And then you're bragging about how much you robbed them, and uh, well, we're going to trim the mm-hmm. we're going to trim the uh, the income the state income tax a little bit for y'all. We're only going to steal this much. And they do this 100% garnishment stuff. It's just, it's such a racket. It is. But, you know, we find out some other things as we as we um, talk to people because we uh, try to find them and help them as much as we can. And um, when um, we heard about the surplus, we were wondering um, about the, um, the, the 
the efficiency of the state tax commission to us that's that should be questioned because we found a lot of people who had thousands of dollars that the state tax commission had lost their payments um they had filed liens that were not actually liens because these taxes were paid so there's a lot of in, inefficiency there as well and that came out when we talked about talked to some of the people you know and um we saw in excess of $26,000 of liens that were filed were which were invalid and 20,000 of taxes that were paid that somehow they lost and it just so happened this tax paper had this taxpayer had her paperwork to show that she had paid it and she had to present it well you know it's just like <clears throat> back to the federal uh, for my example here they just they're fixing to hire all these IRS agencies 87,000 IRS agents and you know what they're going to do is they're going to say, you owe $80, you owe $100. And most people aren't going to fight that. They're mm-hmm. just going to pay it because it costs exponentially more it does. to fight it. And I'm assuming the same thing goes on at the state. They send you a bill for $100, $200, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know how to fight it. Most people don't keep up with their, with their tax stuff, their receipts, things they can, can write off, can't write off, et cetera. You're just going to say, I'm just going to pay this to make it go away. Absolutely. And then there's never any checks and balance system, it feels like, for uh, when they're wrong. I'm glad you said talked about checks and balances. So what we did, we tried to reach um, Governor Ree's office and uh, everybody we call, basically, senators. Most senators and representatives, they, they don't even know the law exists or they acknowledge it. So we tried to educate them about the law. Um, Governor Reeves' office, we never good, could get an appointment with him. And so what he, um, his people would tell us is you have to call the tax commissioner. Well, you know you can never talk to the tax commissioner. And the tax commissioner is the one who took all your money in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then we um, ran into one lady and we were like, uh, so um, did you get an attorney? So she said, well, yeah, I tried to get an attorney. And he sent me a letter. And the letter said, you need to just leave Mississippi because the tax commission is worse than the Gestapo. Yeah. Hold that thought. Let's take a break on that. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I couldn't agree more. You're listening to The Clay Edwards Show. We're taking the tax commission to task this morning. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Rules when necessary. Welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. Live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment brought to you by, how about that? Mac Hike of Flowood, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get over there and see them at Lakeland Drive, the home of the three ninety nine car payment on certain models. Just get out there and let them help you. You're uh, in a credit pinch. You've been, uh, you've been attacked by the state tax commission. You need to get a lesser expensive vehicle. Get out there and see my friends at Mac Hike of Flowood. Man, look, they got a bunch of big trucks in stock. They got... All those fast chargers and challengers and all that stuff. And hey, look, they're winding down production on a bunch of the uh, gas-powered uh, hot rods. Get out there and get you one before everything goes electric. You can shop them online, MacHikeCDJRF.com. And it's going to be Jeep season before you know it. It's hard, funny to talk about it on a wet and rainy day. But uh, it is going to be 70-something degrees today, minus the rain. That would be Jeep weather, my friends. So uh, jump in front of it while there's some available because, you know, once it warms up, they're hard to get. Mac Heights got them. 
Mack Hike of Flowood, right there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Go see Corey McDonald and the team. Everybody wants to know a guy. Now you know several right there at Mack Hike of Flowood. All right. I am joined in studio this morning by Miss Linda McCoy. We are talking about uh, wage garnishment for public employees. And uh, that's a big deal around here because I think the state and the city are the number one employers. Absolutely. In the in Hines County or in central Mississippi. Yes. At Jackson for sure. So, I mean, this this is a subject that's important to a lot of folks. Uh, one of the things that we talked about during the break, and you had something you wanted to hit, but I really got fired up, is mm-hmm. I was talking about payment plans with all, with, the, with the state tax commission for like private employees or 1099 employees or whatever. And you said, you know what, they don't, they don't offer that for for public employees. You got yes. 90 days, yeah, and then it's 100% garnishment. Well, let me just correct you. It's actually um, April. Uh, if tax, tax returns are due on April 15th, so you have until August the 15th. Okay, which is actually 120 days, but that's yeah. that's neither that's not a whole lot of difference. An in extra that. month, basically. Yeah, an extra so month. So, months. so it says that if the public employee does not pay by August the 15th, um, then um, a warrant will be issued so they can collect those taxes uh, 100%. Um, you know, from their wages. Uh, I can't believe. I mean, I've, I've, I just had like a deer in the headlights this morning about this. But I just can't believe that this is something that we're still doing in 2023. Absolutely. Um, earlier, I was talking about a constitutional challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if um, this year we decided that if the law does not pass in the legislature, then we are going to um, take it to the Supreme Court. Um, because initially I told you that we went, took it to a lower court and they said that, um, you know, we couldn't challenge it unless we actually were employed and getting 100% of wages taken at that time. Well, you know, nobody's going to do that. They're going to leave or something. So that's impractical. So what we did, we took it to the district court uh, of Mississippi, the federal district court, uh, Judge Carlton Rue, Judge Carlton Rue, I'm sorry, Judge Carlton Reeves um, basically said that we should go back um, to the state court, and he said that basically we didn't have to work and have our what and have one hundred percent our wages taken. All we needed to do was show that we have been harmed by the taking of our wages, and that can be shown by a hundred percent. So anybody at this point could do a um, to go to court because we have a federal opinion. Or we can go to the United States uh, Supreme Court. Let me ask this. So kind of circling back to a, a subject I brought up earlier about them going in and uh, asset forfeiture, basically taking your money out of the bank or, or taking your stuff. Do they is, is that still on the table or is that also on the table simultaneously with the 100 percent garnishment or is one come before the other? They simultaneously. So they can take one percent of your wages, and if they find any bank accounts or some um, some retirement ca- accounts, then they can actually take all, attach all of that. What they cannot attach is your Social Security um, benefits or your retirement annuities from uh, the company that you work for. They, I mean, they, they can just get you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I mean, just, they, if you owe money, the tax man cometh. The tax man cometh. And what's interesting is the law says that 
um, the 100% will continue until the tax debt is paid. Well, if you owe more than you make in a month, that garnishment could go on for months. So the question is, what do these people do? They have no choice but to move on some other place. Well, you know that, and I'm guessing, you know, there's there's emergency relief money, you know, for like temporary uh, people in temporary need and this, that, and the other, uh, the tent type money. Right, right. You know, I know that that kind of stuff is available, but you would probably get denied that absolutely by the state if you owe the state money, which puts you in the the situation to need that money. Yes. As I said, you are, so basically you are a working poor person because you are working and on paper you actually get a salary. Yeah. But in reality, you get nothing. And so uh, we had that happen as well, too. And so this person actually went to one of the churches and she was able to get some food and some help. Sure. There's mm-hmm. some community organizing type Absolutely. stuff in churches that, that do step in and help. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it firsthand and we've donated to it. And hell, when I hit rock bottom coming out of addiction and losing everything, I mean, I was, I, I remember going to a food pantry to get some money yes. to get some food. I, I, I kept mm-hmm. those cans <laughs> as a reminder Absolutely. to never let myself get to that situation again. But thank goodness that those type things are in place. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Yes. Real quick before we close up this segment here, we don't have a whole lot of time left this morning. But one of the other things I was asking you off air was, well, do you have any success stories about being able to step in and help people? And you're like, no, because they quit Mm -hmm. after that first, maybe second check. I imagine most people don't. They can't sustain this. Absolutely. You know, most people ain't got ain't got mm-hmm. money in a uh, in a mason jar up under the bed or an old box mm-hmm. or in a safe. And you know, if you owe money, you typically are broke. What's interesting is that um, in order to co- be able to contest a one hundred percent wage garnishment, you in essence have to go to court. Well, if the process doesn't work fast enough, <laughs> you don't have money to pay the rules attorney, of justice right? move slow. <laughs> yes, yeah. there are no uh, real. You have to depend on the mercy of the tax commission or some of his people to give you um, to not take 100% because like the board of tax appeal and then the um, there's a board of tax review, they are not equipped to handle garnishments. They don't do that. And so you would have to go to court. And then even if you did, there's no guarantee because remember it is a legislative law. So in order to go to a lower court, you would definitely have to question the constitutionality. And that's what we did. And we couldn't do it because he said you had to actually be working. So it's a, it's a mess. So, you, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. So here at WYAB, the radio station we're on this morning, 100% independently owned. We don't take a penny of taxpayer dollars like some of our competition in the state does. We don't, uh, we don't let cities, municipalities, the state – Nobody buy advertising from us. So we do not take a single taxpayer dollar mm-hmm. because the same the same state that will garnish 100% of your yes. wages will go spend their tax money on frivolous stuff promoting events at the Coliseum, the state fair, um, 
the welfare scandal, right? That that, our, yes. that the other station towns all caught up in, spending millions of dollars to promote a welfare program. Yes, that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So these, this is what they're doing with that tax money that they're one hundred percent garnishing their state wages with. It, it, it's well, you know, I keep looking mind, at mind boggling, as I like to say. Excuse me, I keep looking at um um what's his name, Shed White, the auditor, you know, and he's uh, seems to be making his rounds, and I seriously wish that we had more oversight over the tax commission because we really don't. There is, but we found there is no person to really report them to. As I told you, we called the governor and the governor said, well, you got to call them. Well, they just have no oversight. They can do what they want to do. It's like when the, it's it's like when somebody robs a drug dealer, who's he going to call the police? (laughs) Right. You know, it's the same concept. Look, let's take our last break, come back. We'll land the plane for the day. Tell everybody how they can find you and, uh, Find out more information and all that good stuff. Okay. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Land the plane for the day here on 103.9 WYAB. Left this morning before we uh, wrap up the show for the day. we got Miss Linda McCoy here in the Mack Hike of Fluid Studios with me. Miss Linda, I just want to say thank you. You're quite welcome. For getting up and coming out this morning and uh, being very professional uh, on time and being a great conversation. Uh, um, I learned things today that I didn't expect to learn. I think it's something that we should all take a deeper look at and we should all reach out to our legislators and l- let them know, hey, man, this ain't right. You know, imagine if, what if it was you? What if it was your family member? That's how I always look at things. Absolutely. And try to. And we were having an all-fair conversation about another topic that we may have a conversation about one day. And I said, no, look, I have my strong opinion on it because I haven't lost a family member because of it or, or an immediate friend. When that happens, you probably look at things a little differently. And we'll have that conversation one day. So in, in closing, tell people how to find you, how to Google your, your thing, and just all, all that stuff. Okay, so you can go on Google, and uh, like I said, you can do uh, you can Google Moogle, um, Mississippi Tax Movement, or you can um, email me. And uh, actually, uh, you can email me at McCoyLinda8 at AOL.com um, for right now. And... Um, we're in the process of developing our website to give you more information, and I'll try to um, put that information out as well. McCoy, um, McCoy Linda 8, the number 8, yes. at AOL.com. Correct. Excellent. Uh, Ms. Linda, again, thank you so much for coming out this morning. You said you even rode by last night just to make sure you were coming to the right place. That is a, that is a discipline and dedication there. I do appreciate that. Um, I'll be in touch with you because I want to talk more about this down the road, and I want to have you and your husband on about the other topic that we discussed. Mm-hmm. This has been the Clay Edwards Show. Coming up next, you got a Mike Madison rerun followed by Jameson Haygood for an hour. And uh, then at the end of the day, close it out, 10, uh, 10, 4 to 6, Kim Wade, the main event. I'll see you all back tomorrow morning right here, 103.9 WYA. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.